Daikaiju Network, where we have a healthy obsession with Kaiju. This is a special edition episode where we cover our thoughts on the initial G-1 trailer. I am your co-host, Kenton. With me is your other co-host. Jason, how's it going, peeps? So before we dive in, let's just go ahead. Jason, housekeeping. Yeah, the usual housekeeping here. <laughs> if you're uh, currently not subscribed to us right now, if you see a subscribe button down below... Or above wherever you're watching us make sure to hit that subscribe button as well as smash the like button uh, down below and uh, you can find Daikaiju Network uh, every, uh, everything Daikaiju Network all in one place at the uh, link tree URL around your screen there forward slash Daikaiju Network and uh, besides uh, YouTube as far as video platforms that we're on we're on Twitch, Rumble, Facebook Live as well as Odyssey and uh, uh, we're also available on the following audio platforms, uh, such as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRail, as well as TuneIn. And you can find both video and audio versions of our uh, episodes on our own website right there at daikaijunetwork.com. All right. So the G-1 trailer that dropped here relatively recently. Jason, did you like it? I... I definitely uh got really interested in it and i did too I think, thank I think, you very much everybody for tuning in we'll see <laughs> you in a little while <laughs> the, like i think i've seen it around a few times or so and every single time i've watched it i get goosebumps uh just from uh watching this trailer and and from other people's reactions following the trailer and stuff, a lot of them has said that's probably one of the grittiest, darkest uh, Godzilla films out there. And I would totally agree with them from what we've seen so far. Yeah. Um, many years ago, I frequented this one particular forum whose name shall not be used. Um, and I, one of the things that I would talk about on occasion, we're you know talking about future Godzilla projects, and one of the things I was always vouching for was a darker, grittier Godzilla film. And a bunch of people were saying, ah, that would not really work all that well because it would turn off a lot of people. And I kept making the argument, I'm going, take a look at the first Godzilla movie. I mean, that was, I mean, this. You know, that's part of Godzilla, like his base origin is in horror and you get somewhat repetitions of that grittiness every so often. Um, You can argue that really Godzilla didn't become gritty again until about 1984. You could say maybe the violence and stuff was upped in something like Hetera, but that wasn't necessarily, um, you know, the – gritty i guess in and of itself maybe it was disturbing um but really not until 84 did some of that grittiness come back and then really again um not until maybe shin godzilla which uh anyone who's a long time listener to this podcast knows uh i'm not a fan of um but i've only seen really I am not. Now, let me tell you why. No. <laughs> no, not again. No, no more two-hour long views. <laughs> but, um, you know, um, I forgot my train. Of, oh, uh, I've only seen the trailer once, though, uh, the new G-1, and um, 
I really like it. And I kind of knew coming in a general idea of what where this movie was going to be going. And, um, you know, I really like it. I, but again, too, I'm part of me is trying to like, you know, hold back expectations a little bit just because I loved the Shin Godzilla trailers too. Mm -hmm. And I walked out of that one really not liking it at all. But I think G minus one is going to be a little bit different. And I think a lot of that is because I, I would argue we might even see not just more of Godzilla, but more of the Godzilla chaos, at, just even in this initial trailer than we did, did, I think, in most of the Shin Godzilla stuff. Most of the Shin Godzilla stuff, it was sort of 50-50, kind of between the, the, the humans and Godzilla stuff. And again, Shin had uh, you know a bunch of other issues with it that you can go back, read my review on DaikaijuNetwork.com, and, and you can also go back and listen to a podcast we did shortly after uh, Shin Godzilla hit limited theatrical release back in 16. And I probably would say that unlike Shin Godzilla, as far from what we've seen in the trailer, I don't think we're not going to really get much of that whole pol uh, political drama sort of thing uh, that Shin Godzilla... It may play some part. It almost has to, though. Maybe just a little bit, from, but from what we've seen, we kind of get, I would say, potentially more kind of like more kind of like a civilian character side, kind of like what we get with... Uh, with the original there, maybe with a little bit of someone who's kind of in the know of some politics here and there, uh, sort of aspect, but not really diving <laughs> deep into the whole political uh, drama like Shin Godzilla did. Well, yeah, and, and Shin Godzilla was more of a commentary on Fukushima and the government's handling of that. This one, I would argue, kind of goes back once again to the Gojira roots where the politics are about atomic energy, atomic weapons, that sort of thing. And Godzilla, I mean, when you watch the entire Godzilla saga, a vast majority of the films, if not all of them, uh, have some type of message to them uh, it may not always be political like king kong versus godzilla and mothra versus godzilla are kind of based on commercialism um but there there's always some type of theme or message that's kind of uh either you know overt or subvert you know within the film um one of the things that i like about this film is that and I sort of – I remember saying something similar to this when Shin Godzilla was coming out was that this is sort of a revamped Gojira. The difference, however, is that Shin Godzilla was sort of a revamped Gojira for the modern era. This one is like a revamped Gojira that takes place even sooner than the events of Gojira because Gojira happened yeah. during modern day 54. This one happens, I think, within what a year or two yeah, after a couple, the atomic a couple bombs years, are dropped. Yeah, a couple of years um, after World War II, and it's more more or less of a period piece rather than a more modern take 
of and I like that in a modern day period. Yeah, and I like that, and and um, you know, I, I'm glad I ha- I don't I haven't seen anybody criticize that because when you do something like that, kind of you could almost say that in some ways this is a remake mm-hmm. of Gojira to, to some respect. And I'm glad though, first and foremost, it doesn't seem like that's what it is, but on some level, it is. I would kind of uh, say I would say more or less almost a remake with it happening like just a couple years after World War II and instead of just I would say nine to ten years after yeah uh, the war there so just kind of pretty much what the whole uh, message is about the for this entire film is why it's called minus one where you know post-war Japan is just des- devastated just see rubble everywhere still trying to pick well, up and pieces even- and then like then you have an, a disaster like Godzilla hitting them not long after the war ends yeah and the whole minus one thing is explained pretty early in the trailer as well which I think is really right. unique but I'm glad that uh, so far I haven't seen any fans <laughs> complain about you know this being sort of a remake uh, of sorts because you know kind of like with what they've done with a lot of things in recent years I mean there's so many remakes over the last 15 or so years I mean you can name them off and a lot of the remakes um, don't seem to be you know as accepted by a lot of people Uh, like for example like the Nightmare on Elm Street and Friday the 13th remakes Mm -hmm. um, a lot of people adore those originals and uh, you know don't you know, are kind of like, why are you doing this with this particular character and franchise? Um, I thought I haven't seen the new uh, remake of Friday the 13th, but the remake of Nightmare on Elm Street, I thought was pretty good. Yeah, I thought um, it was pretty good. Scratching the carpet. Yeah, here. and I've got uh, a copy of Nightmare on Elm Street. I thought that was okay too. And I also have not uh, seen uh, Friday the 13th in that regard so but uh, yeah as far as the uh, probably one of the first things that uh, comes to mind is the the visual effects in this uh, trailer from what we've seen so far and I mean just within gosh uh, about seven years after uh, Shin Godzilla the Toho and the whole Japanese film industry—they've really upped their game. They have, in, have to in the visual effects department, and it looks up to Hollywood standards this time around. Well, and it looks like too they're um, especially in one scene in the trailer with Godzilla stomping around in an urban area. It looks like they're bringing back at least elements of pseudomation <clears throat> as well because it. To me, looks like that was suit. Yeah, uh, we'll have to see whenever if they, you know, have some kind of behind the scenes type of option on a, a DVD Blu-ray release. Um, yeah, but, uh, and one of the things I asked um, Jason, I've even been wondering this. Uh, you know, since I saw it here like a couple days ago, 
is this on some level sort of a redo of sorts uh, of Shin Godzilla because I know Shin Godzilla did very, very well in Japan and it was initially accepted very well here in the States, but it seems like since then, at least here in the States, it's sort of a 50-50 type of deal uh, as far as what the general fan base thinks of that film. And the fact, too, that, like I said a moment ago, that was a more updated modern take of the Gojira story. This one goes back more or less to the beginnings, if you will. Um, but I bring back this line that Edgar Jashevsky said, what was it in eight, it was 18 or 19 at, at one of those two G fests where they were talking about Shin Godzilla and he was talking about talking uh, with one of his Japanese friends that, you know, he was asking, well, what did you think of the Shin Godzilla movie? And his Japanese friend was saying something to the effect of like Godzilla was in it or something like that because his friend was so caught up more in the political drama that he and Gajashevsky said that a lot of the Japanese people didn't look at the film Shin Godzilla as much of a Godzilla film as they did uh, sort of a disaster political drama type of film. And that was something I was even saying in the years before we saw this panel at that one G fest and Gajashevsky brought that up because I remember when we had a discussion with zero one publishing and you know, it's nobody on that podcast really seemed to like the episode, uh, like the, the movie. And again, a lot of it was just because the way Godzilla was handled. Mm -hmm. And I have always said that Godzilla in that movie could be removed and replaced with something else. And by and large, you would have the same type of story. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, it wasn't necessarily a Godzilla story. And I get that, that I think maybe what the filmmakers were doing there, they may have been fans of Godzilla and they wanted to make a Godzilla film. But because of Fukushima and all that, they were more um, inspired and intrigued about telling that type of story using Godzilla. And as a result, I think they didn't realize that in the process of writing the script and therefore filming that film, that the way they use Godzilla – was poorly managed that um th that godzilla could be interchanged with almost anything else and it would be by and large the same type of film and i think i almost wonder if toho sort of knew that people looked at that film that even though it won a japanese academy award must have been a bad year for films that year <laughs> um and made a lot of money for them but i think they may have even heard the word from moviegoers that this is a film that we don't necessarily look at as a Godzilla film more other than a political film about how the government failed during a disaster. And I think Toho maybe wanted to make Godzilla more the focus again. And I've all, and this is just a theory of mine that as a result, Toho's like we need to kind of rectify that. And in order to rectify that, we need to kind of get back to it being Godzilla, that 
it is all Godzilla. That if you were to take Godzilla out and try to replace it with something else, that it would not be the same thing. <laughs> and I think that's part of it. But then, too, I think of the current movie Oppenheimer. I haven't seen it, but I kind of know the general story of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and the fact, too, that we're approaching um, – like was it 80 years uh, you know since the end of world war ii and it seems like kind of in recent years this whole idea of whether or not the atomic bombs being dropped on hiroshima nagasaki was the right or wrong thing to do that's come up quite a bit and a lot of people have been discussing it and it's sort of this once again what is old is new again that you're not only approaching this milestone anniversary of a major event in human history, it, but at the same time, I just think just in the cultural zeitgeist, people are once again thinking about one of the major things that happened in that world war which was the dropping of the atomic bombs which also ushered in the atomic age which lasted you could argue until maybe we started doing more space travel like you know what like late 50s early 60s maybe even mid 60s um even though there still was atomic testing and stuff going on even then Mm -hmm. but i think there's sort of this renewed energy as well to talk about um, atomic weapons, atomic energy, and the drawbacks. Now, granted, some of us Godzilla fans may roll our eyes at this because we've seen 30-plus films where um, you know, atomic weapons, atomic energy, that sort of thing tend to be discussed with relative frequency. We kind of know the ins and outs of that discussion. So I'm wanting to ask you, Jason, do you think in some way that maybe this is either a redo of sorts uh, of Shin Godzilla and or do you think maybe in some ways Toho, because we're approaching 80 years of the conclusion of World War II, that maybe Toho thought once again it's just time to see if our most popular icon can become – sort of relevant again um i probably would at least say it could be a plausible deniability (laughs) sort of situation because because i think i know i've maybe seen or read some posts where they were saying no um uh like uh oh what's what's the thing that uh uh, was it uh, Higuchi uh, sort of turned down uh, the possibility of uh, making a sequel to Shin Godzilla and all that and then plus two you got the 70th anniversary coming up next year so they kind of want to do it now they kind of start celebrating I forgot Godzilla's, about that uh, 70th anniversary with it being the 30th with Godzilla minus one being the 30th film in the entry, like the official Japanese count. But I probably would have to say the only reason to actually know of the ins and outs is try to find someone in the higher ups of, of uh, 
Toho Studios there that kind of knows the happenings and going up, goings on in the entire Godzilla sector. There could pro- probably be like um, maybe some kind of director of Godzilla f- films or producer of Godzilla film and like in that sort of sector for Toho Studios, um, like a Godzilla room or something of the sort, like some kind of head honcho planning all that stuff. Um, that's probably going to be the only way for us to find out um, the possible real reasons. If there were uh, some situations where they were kind of like hearing things as far with Shin Godzilla saying, uh, like people saying, uh, we don't think of it as a Godzilla movie, but like a certain political drama um, sort of uh, situation of how the government deals with um, disasters and all that. Um, Yeah. So we may never know until maybe years down the road uh, when one of those higher ups is probably retired or something, or if we can find someone possibly off the records or something, or if whoever leaks it out and posts it somewhere where someone finds it and then releases it on a video or what have you. But um, yeah, so there could be many, I, I would say at least a few possibilities here and there. But I would at least say it could be a plausible deniability. Um, one of the things that I think, too, this movie may want to try to uh, – may, I think, might be attempting to do, and this is just from a couple of tidbits that I saw in the trailer, is that maybe in some ways it's also trying to capture uh, the human horror a little bit more grisly than the 54 film could because there are a couple quick shots including the very famous line that's coming out of this trailer from a guy in the rubble saying the monster will never forgive us i almost wonder if in some ways too this is sort of once again looking back at the two bombings and really trying to show more human horror a la godzilla destroying as in instead of the bombs themselves and trying to show what some of the japanese civilians went through when those bombs were dropped Uh, i i do believe on some level that there is sort of this because again um the 80th anniversary at the end of the war is coming up here in about a year and a half or so um that in some ways toho japan whomever is kind of thinking well we need to kind of look at this again and kind of bring it to the fore as far as you know we were the only country in which atomic bombs were dropped on and this is kind of what our people went through i I can't help but to think that on some level that is part Mm -hmm. of what is maybe going on here and and i know that we've heard Everyone in the the whole kaiju genre has heard, like the last several or so years, that there's 
been inklings out there that Toho has wanting to do like a Worlds of Godzilla uh, cinematic universe. And I know I've talked and asked uh, August Ragone, uh, I think a couple months back, if he thought it was sort of alluding to that um, aspect and uh, his response, I doesn't really think that that's going to be the case. But yeah, I don't I, know with this one. I mean, they possibly could because I know with uh, I forget I forget the uh, the director's name who's also done Takeshi something. Uh, yeah, Takeshi. Um, let me let me check here. If, uh, uh, Yamazaki, Takeshi Yamazaki, or Takashi. Takashi. Uh, he was he's the one that's done. Uh, both Godzilla the Ride and Ultraman the Ride at uh, some amusement park. It's not uh, Universal Studios or anything. Some right. Some other amusement park. But uh, and the Godzilla design for this one for Godzilla minus one is a little bit similar to Godzilla the Ride, although with I mean you can you have some obvious differences in between the two as far as bigger dorsal plates for Godzilla minus one and maybe a little bit more rugged than the Godzilla the Ride version. But there could be some something going on to where it could maybe uh, lead up to that sort of Godzilla the Ride version because he's the one responsible for all that. So it could be like they're ch- possibly tied. Uh, Toho could want something tied together to where it could be eventually a Worlds of Godzilla sort of cinematic I, universe. I'm not totally ruling it out, but the way movies are done and how franchises are started now is a lot different than it was when the original Godzilla came out. And my reasoning for believing, I I do agree with August. I don't think this particular one is going to lead into, uh, you know, a Godzilla cinematic universe, a GCU, because um, again, this is by and large, taking things back almost as close to the roots as you possibly can. And I think if you were to make a GCU with this as the starting point, we know darn well what's eventually coming at some point after this where you start getting alien kaiju and you start getting – you know, kind of what we saw eventually as the Showa era moved on. Uh, more outlandish, wackier types of films, which is fine. But I don't think moviegoers will accept that for this particular one because again i think moviegoers despite the fact that i don't have a whole lot of faith in people i think moviegoers have become more sophisticated and savvy than they were like seven decades ago and i think 
to start off with this one, something so serious that really once again is reminding people of the horrors of atomic weaponry to then eventually get to a point where a handful of movies down the road, you get – Let's just say, for example, a Destroy All Monsters type of film where it's a monster romp where it's more about fun than anything else, I think is too whiplash-inducing. I think it would dilute this particular film because I think – because even directors today too are more protective of some of their films and are more willing – to fight studios, but studios themselves are more willing to understand that moviegoers will not put up with certain things. That doesn't necessarily mean they won't try or won't do certain things. But I think when you're doing this one, which is closest to the remake of Gojira that we've ever seen so far in this character's history... I just would think if it would dilute everything that this movie is wanting people to remember and wanting people to take away if this was the starting point of a new universe to where you eventually build to a Ghidorah, Gigan, and that sort of thing. I just think it would not be the same. I, I don't I don't see this as the launching point for the new universe. I think more than anything else because yeah i totally forgotten next year is the 70th anniversary i think more than anything else this is something to usher in 70 years of godzilla but also uh to usher to to just act as another reminder as we approach 80 years of the end of world war ii to once again just sort of remind the global community how that war officially ended and it ended with two atomic bombs being dropped on Japan. And I think, I don't know if the Japanese people at large are feeling this way, but at least Toho and Takashi um, is feeling like the world needs a reminder again on what we went through, but also once again, the horrors of atomic weaponry and perhaps even energy itself. Um, I think those are the two main reasons why this particular film is being made and coming out when it is. Um, But yeah, I I just don't see this as a launching point for the new universe. I still think that's probably two, three, four, five years down the road. Um, So I think that's going to be interesting. I will say, like you had talked about the special effects a little bit earlier. Um, this definitely, at least from the trailers, definitely looking sharp, looking spiffy. The carnage is looking great. One of the things that I really like, it's it's sort of a small detail, but at the same time, I think it makes a huge impact. And we've never seen it uh, in a Godzilla movie before where he takes like a couple steps and like the street like heaves up, like a section of it like heaves up and people fall and in. and Like we've never really seen that thrown before. up like ragdolls. Yeah, it's like – something that you've never even seen before and the other thing too is that they've really upped their uh, cinematography this time around just you know shot for shot it's like never really seen it in any of the guys old movies before besides uh the monster first and everything and speaking of monster first i know yamazaki he's uh he's really liked 
the whole monster verse a lot you can tell that there's some inspirations in some of the shots specifically when he when godzilla goes underneath uh one of the uh u.s uh navy ships Mm -hmm. there in one of the shots and definitely like shots like that and then going over the oceans seeing battleships and all that they've really have up their whole cinematography there and as well as visual effects for that too yeah and it, it this definitely um this definitely is a movie that thankfully is is not just another generic Godzilla movie, so to speak. This is something that is trying to enhance, uh, induce things that previous entries just have not done, even if it's small stuff like mm-hmm. what we've just been talking about. Um, and the other thing I want to point out, too, is that uh, from a lot of the others out there have mentioned about is that bringing Godzilla down more kind of a smaller size, maybe close to his original size, I think 50 or so. You uh, have to if you're doing high, like 1940s Japan. With this, I it just makes Godzilla more of a disaster for a human aspect point and have you know, brings more of the horror uh, aspect to this film too because he's kind of more at a personal level there too with all the other humans reacting uh, to this Godzilla. I'm curious too because there's this one point in the trailer where this girl, I think she's on a train and you see like the reflection of Godzilla coming in the window. She says, is that Godzilla? And it leads me to believe that Godzilla is known to these people. I'm very curious as to how that plays out. I probably would say, like, when it comes to, like, some of those shots in the trailer where you see this uh, fishing boat and him grabbing onto one of the uh, battleships and then it explodes and all that stuff, there's probably sort of like at the beginning part of uh, Godzilla 98 where you have one of the fishermen you know, kind of in the middle of this one attack on a a fishing boat or tanker uh, and is taken to a hospital and knows this kind of mythology of Godzilla and all that stuff. That could could be something maybe uh, similar in a way. I hope so because, like I said, if if this is basically taking things back to the beginning, I'm I'm hoping like it doesn't have to be artistic or overly sophisticated. It, it just even a dropped line will suffice uh, for me because otherwise, if you're just getting this random person and all of a sudden is that Godzilla and it's like, wait a minute, how how, how do you know that name? Like you know, like that that would be very confusing and. Sadly, would I mean, take a little bit out of the film, but into well, it's a trailer, so we don't know the whole right process of how the movie's going to go. But right, that's it's probably just a, what's probably going to happen. Yeah, it's a curiosity slash concern for the moment that I have. One of the things that comes near the end of the trailer that I'm very curious about 
we get this picture uh, showing most of Godzilla and he's all charred. And I'm kind of wondering what's happened there. One of the theories that I've thought of is that maybe another bomb was dropped on him to try to kill him. Or maybe it was napalm. Or, or something, uh, it's, you know, a part of me has wondered, well, sometimes um, the endings of certain films have been hinted at in some trailers if you look close enough. I almost wonder, could that be just something in the middle of the movie where they try to kill him and it doesn't work? Or is that something that is indeed near the end where they're figuring out a way to destroy him? Is he going to die? You know, kind of that whole deal. And... With one of the other scenes, too, when they're in Ginza there, you see that huge explosion where, you, where it's kind of right in front of Godzilla, and then you see flattening of buildings and everything and other shots of that, too. Maybe that could have been part of that, maybe like a mini-atomic um, explosion there, um, or that, that could have been uh, the reaction to his atomic breath there who knows but yeah i mean for me when it comes to that that could possibly be in the middle-ish part or maybe just maybe a little after the middle-ish part of uh the films but yeah with something where char's parts of his uh skin there I'd say we lead me to believe that they did try to use some kind of atomic bomb on him because I know from what we've seen in the teaser trailer about a month or so ago where you see this flattened and cratered um, area of I'm guessing ruined like Tokyo or something of that aspect that could have been maybe the the whole aftermath of of a atomic bomb maybe dropped and try to kill off Godzilla and then probably showing that before that whole crater part. Yeah, I remember seeing an atomic explosion in one shot. I didn't see a Godzilla in the one that I saw, which I thought maybe what that explosion could be was either in Hiroshima or Nagasaki, and they're just showing one of the bombs being detonated well, well i know that he was grabbing onto a battleship like kind of the whole um kind of the top part of this uh, battleship and then and then after that i think it was part of that and then you see this really wrecked ship where you see a hole in the middle so that could have been part of that maybe that could have been part of that uh, sequence too. Who knows? That's a huge explosion, though. That ship yeah. had to have been carrying something, <laughs> though, in order for an explosion like that to have occurred. So, but um, yeah, I mean, you know, unfortunately, there isn't a whole lot more to really say about this other than. I'm going to be repeating something similar to what I said back in, I think it was 16. I'm really excited about this. I'm really digging the Godzilla design. I think the effects work so far is looking pretty good. But I don't think I'm going to be let down by this one. Uh, I really don't because um, 
I guess in many ways, I was not familiar with Ano's work, and I'm not even familiar with this Takashi's work either going in. Yeah, the, but the only thing going when it from comes- the trailers, this definitely is not coming off as something even remotely similar to a Shin Godzilla, where it's just bad. I'm just going to come out and just say, like, in a general sense, bad. I, I still... Um, I, I still think like the effects work in Shin Godzilla was pretty good uh, and all that, but by and large, that's about all I can say about that movie that I thought was good and what I liked about it. Um, I, I do think this time around, um, as far as a live-action Toho Godzilla movie, this this is one that I'm going to enjoy uh, i've enjoyed obviously sp i've enjoyed the anime trilogy but those obviously are animations it's not live action so mm-hmm. really for the first time probably since tokyo sos i'm going to enjoy a live action toho godzilla movie the other the other thing i want to talk to you about is his howl and i know when it comes to the shin godzilla they recycle most of his howls. They recycled a lot in in that movie. Not only not only the howls, but uh, like the sound of sound effects of explosions and all that stuff. But with this, hearing the sound effects and that's one, including his howl, they made things from scratch. But as far far as his howl, it seems like they've actually sort of recreated because it, it doesn't sound like that recycled original yeah, version it's more recycled though more of a cleaner one uh in a way maybe more of an upgraded partial one of that uh but what do you think of them using his original howl in this one again that was something that I'm going to slightly ding it for um because to me it sounded like Kind of, it's to me, it came off almost exactly the way that they did in Shin Godzilla, where it was a recycling. And like you said, maybe it is an upgrade, but if it is, it almost seems to me like maybe what they did is they took the original audio and just cleaned it up. Maybe. Um, I wish these modern filmmakers would leave that stuff alone um, and try. It's fine if they want to replicate it, but don't just actually take something that was used before and use it again to me that's lazy but it's also excessively pandering um i wish that they would do something different now again i need to see the trailer again and i would have to see the actual film but from what i remember that was something i was like oh no please don't do this again because one of the things I ding Shin Godzilla heavily for is that it was the exact audio from 54 for his roar uh, during the one of the big transformation scenes it was the exact piece of soundtrack audio that was used um, for one of the moments when Godzilla shows up in Tokyo Bay back in 54 um, really like I think all but a couple – I have the score to Shin Godzilla and all but I think a couple of tracks. Every piece of music is recycled 
from a previous film, either from an Evangelion one that Han, uh, not Honda, but Anna was a part of, mm-hmm. or from a previous Godzilla slash Toho effects film. There's even tracks from Godzilla vs. Mechagodzilla 2 on that score. W- what? Like, <laughs> I mean, it's, to me, it's like, what? Like, I'm okay if you sort of give a wink and a nod to the fans a little bit. That's fine. But there are just some moments where the pandering is too much. Mm-hmm. But it also comes off as lazy. And to me, I looked at Shin Godzilla at, in some spots as excessive pandering, but also lazy filmmaking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and oh. speaking about uh, pandering and all that, and I know I've heard some others out there, I'm not going to name names, that they are hoping that they have Akira Fukubei's soundtracks and stuff in here in this movie, and I'm just like, that's probably not going to happen. I'm sorry, this I time don't around. It's it's just going to sound off like what we've experienced in Shin Godzilla. We just need something a bit, you know, fresher and new. Maybe, maybe just a little bit of nods in some of the new soundtracks, but it's just gotta be its own thing yeah i'm sorry i love Fukube. i really do but again no if you want to do something like that do something like what godzilla king of the monsters and godzilla versus kong did which is you have certain moments within a piece of a track that maybe uh repeat a uh you know a, a very well-known riff from a particular like Fukube score that godzilla fans will recognize if you're that to me is the way to do it otherwise make it your own i understand the godzilla theme is iconic and it's iconic for a reason just like the danny elfman batman theme is iconic uh for batman and you know you you get the idea you know the jurassic park theme is iconic and you know i get it but Godzilla also went through numerous composers over the 70 years as well. And there have been a lot of people, myself included, who have enjoyed other people's iterations of what they think a Godzilla theme is. Um, I don't want recycled Ifukube music either. If you want to copy certain riffs for brand new music and insert it in appropriate spots within a track like it, uh, again, like what they did with King of the Monsters and Godzilla vs. Kong recently, I think that's perfectly fine. Mm-hmm. But no, I don't want sort of a Shin Godzilla Part 2 um, with this. I absolutely do not. Mm-hmm. And, and like I just said a moment ago, one of the reasons why I heavily dinged that movie was because it just excessively pandered by – literally recycling things, not trying to freshen things up, not trying to clean it up or whatever. But at the same time too, it comes off as lazy. Mm-hmm. It just comes off as lazy as well. Yeah, because I like, do not want that with this. Like with his howls and then sound effects for maybe explosions and tanks and all that. Yeah. It, just, oh. it wasn't really clean at all. You can just obviously it just doesn't hear fit. It's, it just sound sounded muffled in a way in some areas. It just like it's just sort of took you out of that whole experience. Well, and 
I, I don't mean to turn this into a Shin Godzilla episode again. Yeah, right. But it fit. <laughs> well, it doesn't fit with the kind of movie they were making either. It doesn't fit with how modern tanks and aircrafts and all that stuff make. That's not the sort of sounds that those make. Mm-hmm. Plus, it made me they wanted me to take that movie seriously. They really did because it's like, this is a serious matter we're trying to cover here. But when you start, like to me, it was bad enough. You recycled music and a Godzilla roar Mm -hmm. to me. It was far worse. And it made me, it took me out of the film when you started recycling, you know, like the multi-gun sound effects from like Rodan, like pew, 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 and I'm going, mm-hmm. no, because that just comes – that makes this thing look goofy mm-hmm. and just no, because you're screwing with the tone. It doesn't match up. It does not work, and that to me is another major failure of Shin Godzilla is that these filmmakers were so up their own butts. And I thought, and I think they thought it would be cool that the fans would think they were cool by recycling all this stuff. And I'm going, no, no, no. Do your own thing and stick with your version of a story. Mm-hmm. Because I think that hurt the film. It's like, I can't take this movie seriously anymore because you got little pew, pew, pew sounds now that are 50 60 years old now yeah like it worked back then because they were trying to mimic what they thought those vehicles made at that time they weren't trying to be cute but these guys were trying to be cute and i'm going (laughs) (laughs) but that's that's a whole other story that we talked well i know but (laughs) it goes back to the point of i'm hoping takashi if he just recycles the roar I'm willing to go with it. But if he begins to do something like what Ano and Higuchi did with Shin Godzilla, I'm going to start turning on this movie pretty quick. Because I I have no tolerance for that. I want new Godzilla stuff. I want to see new ideas or twist on old ideas. I'm hungry for a new take on this character. I've loved the anime trilogy. I thought that was fantastic. I love SP. I think that's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Final Wars, I thought it's amusing when you're with friends and you're drunk. <laughs> um, you know, Tokyo SOS was sort of the last one I liked, but even I, in the years since, I'm kind of soured a little bit on that film a bit. But that more or less was sort of the last live action Japanese Godzilla film that more or less I liked mm-hmm. and I think here with G minus one I think Toho in terms of a live action Godzilla movie has me back and so I'm looking forward to it as do all of us so um, hopefully we just it's uh, up the trailer hype yeah so should we just uh, close this out yeah, so uh, let us know what you think in comments and all that stuff about the, the trailer. You know, are you hyped for the movie? Are you not? You know, all that fun stuff. So let us know, and we'll see you 
Sunday, this Sunday. Yeah, yeah, the Sunday. So, <laughs> Turn around. <laughs> yeah. So before before we end this uh, stream, make sure if you're whether if you're watching this on YouTube or any uh, other uh, video streams out there, if you see a subscribe button down below, if you haven't subscribed to us, make sure to hit that subscribe button as well as smash the like button, and uh, you can uh, find Daikaiju Network. Everywhere in one place at our link tree URL right on your screen there forward slash Daikaiju Network. And uh, besides YouTube that uh, that we're on, uh, other video platforms we're on, we're on Twitch, Rumble, Facebook Live, as well as Odyssey. And we're also available on uh, the following audio platforms such as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, as well as TuneIn. And you can find both audio and uh, video versions of our episodes on our own website right there at daikaijunetwork.com. And please, like, leave us five-star reviews on things like iTunes and all that stuff, too. It helps us. And Spotify. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, just, you know, wherever you can give ratings because the the more five-star ratings and, and all that, like, the more you know the more what's the term i'm looking for like the more visual i guess we become to the general public so yeah that would be much appreciated it only takes you like 30 seconds to a minute so yeah don't be don't be lazy <laughs> so so with that thank you for watching uh this special episode of Kaiju network and we will see you all in a couple of days so take care. 48 hours. Yeah. Yeah. So Enjoy take care. Enjoy the time off because we're gonna annoy the crap out of you. Yeah. So take care, everyone. <laughs>